GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Good afternoon. Welcome to Gibraltar Today, where you also up all night tracking election progress. It's official. The new GSOP Liberal government has been sworn in by the governor. We'll bring you some highlights from the night as well as some discussion with our reporter, Roz Asengo. And we'll also bring you some light relief, an exclusive interview with comedian Dara O'Brien, who'll be performing on The Rock. It's official. The new GSOP Liberal government has been sworn in by the governor. I, Fabian Raymond Picardo, do swear that I will well and truly serve His Majesty King Charles III, his heirs and successors, and Gibraltar and its people in the office of Chief Minister of the Government of Gibraltar. So help me God. The nine GSLP Liberal Alliance MPs headed to the convent straight after their champion's breakfast after an intense, nail-biting night. The GSLP Liberal Alliance has won its fourth term in office with one of the narrowest election results in Gibraltar's political history. Those were the chants heard very early this morning, around seven-ish, I think it was, Rosa Singer, who joins me now in the studio, who's been up all night. <laughs> yes, I've been working since half seven last night. But yeah, what an extraordinary night, Kelly. I think this is an election that will be remembered for many, many years to come. Remember the 2023 elections. Uh, you've, had, you've already said it, you know, the, these results have never... Um, we've never had these results before. Nine and eight MPs from both sides. Um yeah, it was it was a, a, a strange atmosphere. No one really, really knew what was going to happen. Because if you look at our exit poll, I'm not going to analyse it. It was analysed to death last night. There was just three between the 17th and 18th positions. Only 17 MPs go through. So even though we had um, nine GSD and eight GSLP uh, MPs, it was it was just too close to call. You can't call when it's three. So, of course, that no one... Uh, was complacent. Everyone was nervous. People, I think you could feel that nervous energy even through the TV screen, but yeah. I imagine it was even more palpable from the John McIntosh Well, people kept coming up to me and saying, what do you think, Ros? What do you think, Ros? And I'm like, I don't know. Who um, knew? No one did. No, no one did. Um, one thing that was quite nice, I must say, was that because so many of us have known each other for many, many years, and, you know, perhaps me... L- you know, less than some other people there who've known each other for decades. I mean, Fabian Picardo said the top four, um, Keith Damon, um, Keith as a party, Damon uh, Bossino and uh, himself and, and Joseph, Joseph Garcia. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been in politics for 30 years. He did so, suggest in his speech that perhaps they could all go for a drink yeah. now. Do you think that's likely? No. <laughs> I don't think I so. Don't, <laughs> I don't know Can why, you imagine but that? I don't think so. Um, so there was also a nice atmosphere as well. Um, I mean... There were people hugging, GSD, GSLP. Um, I hugged a few people last night because I've known them for so many years. Um, So there was also, so there's a lot of tension, but there was also a nice atmosphere as well. Well, there will be nine MPs in government. Joseph Garcia is the most popular politician in Gibraltar, having secured the most votes. That's 9,852 in total. Joining him in government is Chief Minister Fabian Picardo. And Ros, you described the two during your interview with Stephen Inalis very early this morning um, as yin and yang. Yes. Which I think is quite an apt way to describe them both. Very much so. You know, I mean, they are both so different in 
their public persona. You know, Fabian uh, Fabian Picardo is very, he's very, uh, you know, he could be on the stage if he wasn't a politician. He, I think Stephen Linares described him as the extrovert. Yes. Whereas uh, extrovert. Joseph Garcia is very much the exactly. introvert. Well, Fabian Picardo is a, is a great orator. Whereas uh, Joseph Garcia, he's, he's quieter, you know, he's... He's, I don't want to say reliable in the sense that Fabian Picardo isn't, but they're just so different, you know. One is louder, the other one's quieter. But the, it is a combination that works, and it's been successful. They've just won four elections, and they're also very, very close friends as well. So, yeah, definitely yin and yang. <laughs> I think that was a natural way to describe them. Also making it into government, Nigel Featham, Gemma arias Vasquez, John Cortes, Christian Santos, Pat Orfila, Leslie Brusson, and last to make it in is Sir Joe which is quite a notable result, isn't it, Roz? Yeah, I think at one point in the evening, we weren't certain whether Sir Joe would make the top 17. I think but by about two o'clock in the morning, though, because they go around all the rooms um, and they could see how the counting was going, they they would say, right, uh, room number one is red. Um, that room is blue. Uh, and then it seemed to be more red rooms than blue rooms. Um, so even though Sir Joe was lingering uh, perilously close to that 17 position it must have been nail biting stuff yeah it was but i think that the 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 gsop alliance started to feel quietly confident after two o'clock in the morning when they when they could see that a lot of rooms were sort of predominantly red and then of course we were all waiting for that new electronically assisted counting system to update the board they're not linked to the computers so it was manually uploaded i think with using a usb um so we're all like, well, where's the update? Where's the update? Oh, they said it was going to come 10 minutes ago. It's not here yet. Yeah, everyone's just frantically reloading their phones. <laughs> it was all the time. And if you look at our, our GVs, our film footage for, of the night, everyone's on their phones and you can see the little bars. And uh, it, was, it, it's, it really, I think it was very successful. I think, you know, we were all expecting updates on the hour. That didn't quite happen. Um, so, you know, I'm sure they'll sit down and say, you know, what can we improve on next time? But uh, it certainly did uh, bring us a sooner result. I mean, I, by about four o'clock in the morning, 90 something had been counted. It was obvious who was going to win, even though um, th- there was a there was a battle between Sir Joe and Daniela Tilbury at one point. Um, and, that, you know, and it narrowed down to 35 at one point. And then, it gra- then of course, you wait for the next update to see which way is it going to go? With bated breath. It was. Uh, well, uh, Fabian Picardo did give Bosano a special mention, Sergio, a special mention in his speech. This is what he had to say. I want to thank the young ones who led the digital campaign. I want to thank the old ones who led the traditional campaign. I want to thank the old ones who were in the digital campaign, and I want to thank more than anyone the oldest one for being back in Parliament with us. And of course, he received a round of applause and, and lots of support. Uh, former MP Vijay Dharanani, he's lost his seat, so the alliance will govern with nine ministers, as we've said, and the GSU opposition gaining eight seats in parliament. That's the first time this has ever happened. Yeah, Vijay Dharanani mm. gave a really gracious mm. and touching speech. Um, you know, sometimes we forget these are human beings, they're politicians, and we think it's dog-eat-dog dog in there. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's just a very nice man. And he's someone that we've worked with for the past four years. He's always been kind and gracious and pleasant to deal with. And, and hearing him speak, you know, there wasn't there wasn't uh, uh, the slightest bit of bitterness or anything in what he said Um 
you know, I hope to have him back on one of my viewpoints at, at some point in the future. I don't know whether he'd want to come, but... <laughs> we'll I'm, have I, to see. Watch, watch the space. I've got four potential viewpoint candidates from last night yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that, that are not uh, MPs. Yeah. So. And I think we've discussed this as well um, with with former MPs who recently stood down, for example, Stephen Ignatius, mm. Samantha Sacramento, you can tell in their persona that they're visibly relaxed since they have stood back. Yeah. It's interesting to see the change in body Some language. Really and good interviews mm-hmm. that we've had from them as well. I mean, it's a very pressurised um, p- position being an MP in charge of a ministry. In fact, I spoke to Gemma Arias-Vasquez outside. Of course, she's uh, going to be taking on the GHA. And I was sort of like ribbing her a little bit like, are you ready? I mean, you're going to become the minister for the GHA. It, it's a it's a huge daunting task. I'm, I'm sure she's up. For what did it. she say? Uh, she she laughed. I think everyone was just so tired that they. But it, everyone's it, delirious it by will, that point. Yeah, it'll sink in on Monday. But you know, I'm sure she's up to the. T- I'm sure they're all up to the task. Um, you know, both both sides of the house. I, I was really happy for Giovanni Origo. He's just a young. Yeah, yes, if we, if we go over uh, those GST <laughs> members who've made it into Parliament, uh, of course, Lee Dekita Zapardi, Damon Bussino, Roy Clinton, Craig Zaccarello, Edwin Reyes, Joel Ladislaus, Giovanni Origo, as you just mentioned, and Atrish Sanchez. Daniela Tilbury and Yusuf Alhanna were the ones to miss out from the GST. And then, of course, we have to mention independent candidate Robert Vasquez, who was also, he was in the bottom for the, at the bottom, but was very brave of him to, to be standing as uh, as an independent. Yes, well, for, before I speak about Robert, let me just say Yusuf Phil Hanna gave a very, very heartfelt uh, interview with me. And, um, you know, when someone shows remorse, it's very difficult not to feel touched by it. And so he repeated his apology last night. Uh, uh, Robert Vasquez, he's such a character, isn't he? Who hasn't yes. sung Vote Robert? Um, oh, it's just once it's, it's, it's one of those earworms. Once it's in your head, there's, there's no escaping it. But, you know, he, he, he got over double the votes of last time. Yeah. So it's 3,262, not too bad. I mean, obviously. Will he try again next time, Roz? Oh, no, he said he's not going to. He mm. said he's absolutely he says that now. We'll see. <laughs> over the moon with the result. And uh, he, he's really happy he'll take that result uh, double, you know. But he feels that, you know, the t- he's 71 and he feels that his time in frontline politics has come to an end. But he says he will continue with his blog. He'll continue, no doubt, scrutinising the government and the opposition and uh, blogging about them. And um, so it's definitely not the end of Robert. But Not but the it, last we've heard from him. Not the last <laughs> we've heard, but... But at the elections, yes, I, I don't think he'll be standing again. And as we mentioned, Roz, uh, the first time for that count to be assisted by that digital system, we were expecting an earlier end to the night, mm. uh, not quite 7am, but that did change the atmosphere a bit, didn't it? Well, let me just say that although it was 7am, well, I think it was... Although six, we knew sooner. Six, six but, o'clock. Yeah. It was about six o'clock in the morning. I mean, I think it was a done deal before that. It was a done deal by about 4.30, I think. There was so little left. But who was it? I I don't know who I heard uh, in one of the interviews, but I think Fabian Pigado called Keith as a party to say, will you concede? And he said, absolutely not. I want every vote counted. Fighting to the very last second. Exactly. Yeah, of course, and they want to know so, how many votes they've all received. It's understandable. Even, even even though you saw lots of celebrations in the lobby uh, and everyone was saying, but where are the leaders? Where are the leaders? Um, they, they couldn't come because Keith, as a party, had said that he would he would wait for the last vote to be counted. So uh, that's why it didn't, you know, didn't actually, the results didn't come out until about 6.30. But I think electronically, 
it was a done deal by about 4.30. Yeah. I must say, Darren Gregg, who is the Chief Secretary, he is also a mathematician. When the first lot of statistics were uploaded, he said, uh, right, this is 20% of the votes, this is the pattern, the pattern's not going to change. And um, I don't know, some sort of calculation he did on, on averages and patterns or whatever, I don't know. And he was absolutely right. It, that, was that pattern, on. yeah remained the rest and of the what's night. quite interesting is normally obviously we have to in previous elections we have to wait for the returning officer to announce everyone's breakdown of vo- uh, votes towards the end of the morning uh, but this time around we, we, we already knew so brilliant. the momentum was kind of yeah. almost lost by the time that that was announced but but you know what was also great was the fact that uh, we had a television a large television screen in the lobby a, and, and also a big screen as well outside where the GBC studio is and everyone was just glued and we were all waiting for that that chart to be uploaded. Everyone was waiting for it. And so that created the excitement and the buzz. So it's a different type. I think it's more exciting, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely, it, it, was a, it was a phenomenal night, a historic night. And there's winners and losers. As far as we're concerned, journalists, I, you know, you, you get used to working with people over the years and it's very sad to see certain people go. Um, and it's also nice to welcome new people in that you know that you're going to be interviewing. But for us, you know, it may, we don't have skin in the game. We, we're not winning. We're, you, we've got nothing at stake. So for us, it's about doing the job the best that we can. And we all work very hard to ensure that everyone had all the information and were updated. And, and, and that's, that's all we can do. And, um, doesn't mean that you, you know, uh, you can't hug someone or be happy or sad. So it's, a, it's a human it's side a human of things thing, that you see you know, coming out on TV, which known, is lovely to see. Yeah, when you've known people for many years. So mm. it was it was a great night. Fabian Picardo is back at number six. He's wasting no time. He has once again been elected chief minister. And in his victory speech, he said there was no greater privilege. And in accepting that privilege... I want to congratulate my best friend in politics, Dr. Joseph Garcia. Because he so deservedly tops the poll today that instead of calling him doctor, I'm going to start calling him Professor Garcia. I also want to reflect on the fact that the four people who topped the poll today started in politics together in the room next door 32 years ago. It has been quite a journey for all of us with different levels of successes and failures to date for each of us. But I think after tonight, we should at least get together for a drink, the four of us. I recognize the fact that as every general election, the people have spoken. The verdict that they delivered represents a Gibraltar that has been led to believe that there are issues that need to be dealt with where there are no such issues that need to be dealt with. A Gibraltar that in some instances has spoken in a way that we in the governing parties must hear and a Gibraltar that has been led to speak in areas where we believe they have been misled. Nonetheless, things will change. Not only will there be five new ministers, It is also true that the way that ministers do things must change and adapt too, and change we will. We will consider 
even further democratic reform, although we have delivered more democratic reform in the past 12 years than any party in our history. But we are not afraid of changing and delivering more, and we will. Fabian Picardo's victory speech at around seven this morning from the John McIntosh Hall. He promised reform, change and transparency. I'm giving a direction to the financial secretary of the government of Gibraltar that the accounts of all government companies showing their assets and liabilities shall be published online from the 1st of April this year. There shall be reform in other areas too because we campaigned as a team of experience, continuity and change and change there will be in housing. Our mandate is not to continue as we were. It is to go further, to reform and to build more. And build more we will. (laughs) On health, our mandate is to make the health service more responsive to the citizen and more responsive it will be. On education, our mandate is to continue to invest in our children and invest in our children we will. Our mandate is not to stop. It is not to review. It is not to audit. It is to do and do we will. But the administration as a whole must change to respond better to the needs of the citizen. We must continue to take our people and our country forward as they have chosen that we should today. In a tough fight, we have prevailed. Faced with untruths about our record, we have prevailed. And faced with challenges, we have prevailed time and again, and we will do so every time standing together. And I want to finish with a message to Pedro Sanchez. Pedro, it is time now that you too should form a government and that together we should finish the treaty that we started. And today, I hand the Chief Secretary of Her Majesty's Government of Gibraltar this manifesto, which becomes now the policy document of the next Government of Gibraltar. Thank you very much. chance of four more years following the chief minister as he stepped down from the podium. And the GSOP Liberals were just 1.9% ahead of the GSC, so close it really was neck and neck. Opposition leader Keith Asabardi said it's not the result that many wanted, highlighting a deeply divided political panorama. It's not the result that, uh, that many people wanted. And, and as Robert says, we see a deeply divided political panorama. It almost... 50-50, and a 9-8 scenario in Parliament, which uh, certainly not seen since the introduction of our third constitution. I think it's important to reflect on that and where Gibraltar is, because the issues that we've been talking about don't go away magically um, as of today. And I think it's important to think about that. I do want to congratulate Fabian on his, and the GSLP Liberals on their win. Um, and as I've said before, they will have our support on issues of public interest uh, on matters going forward. There has been massive hard work to take us from the position we were in in 2019 to the position that we are today, although it wasn't enough. 
and many people will be disappointed by that. And not least me, of course. Yeah, I'm disappointed, but I'm disappointed as the mouthpiece, I guess, for all those people in Gibraltar who felt that there needed to be change and robustly put our campaign forward to try to achieve those that change true to our values. We didn't succeed, but we firmly believed that Gibraltar needed a, a new way. And as I said before, those serious issues do remain. They don't magically go away. And I hope that the new government now, the new administration, reflects on that because, because they will have heard those, those issues and they will have seen the result. And the result reflects that a lot of people in Gibraltar do think that there are many issues to be addressed across the spectrum of matters. Gibraltar Today with Kellyanne Borge. So do you need to wind down after the election? Do you need to have a good laugh? I think we all do. Well, then you'll be glad to hear Irish comedian Dara O'Brien is in Gibraltar with three shows at St. Michael's Cave today, Friday, and I think it's two on Saturday. Is that correct, Jordan? That's right. That's right, Kelly. Yeah, so you're here with me. Jim Media's Jordan Lopez. It's thanks to you that he's here on The Rock. Um, he's a very popular comedian, Jordan. For those who might not be as familiar with his work, what would you say are his most like, standout shows that he's worked on before? Um, mock of the Week, I think. No? That's, uh, I think, I mean, he's done every other show which you can imagine you know all these uh, panel shows which have in the UK like Would I Lie to You or um, 8 out of 10 Cats Does Countdown and all, all that type of thing um, so yeah so I think Mock of the Week really is uh, something which um, which kind of uh, has had him on for ages and uh, yeah he's been on, on the BBC I think for on, on sort of most of their shows and I think he's he does very good political observation as well and a lot of his which is perfect timing I wonder if he's been following the election uh, well, well, do you know? Uh, Probably, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, they always ask us to give them the the day's newspapers, you know, and uh, on a couple of days before, so we always get that ready for them when they arrive, so that they can at least see what's going on locally. And then I don't think he expects there to have been a, a major general election the day before his show. So, so those sure. going to the show tonight can expect potentially some election-related yeah, material. Well, I hope so. I hope so. And you know, uh, they really like to include local stuff because they always get a really good, more uh, sort of, you know, they, they always do political observations, but obviously the. US UK ones here are good, but you know they're not sort of people don't live through the political experience of the UK, so it is, doesn't have that mass that sort of a great connection. But when they do speak about Gibraltar, that always has a, a huge, <laughs> huge laugh. You know? Yeah, I think I mean I formed part of the audience before where I've seen that. And okay. I think it makes you feel that little bit I don't know a bit more special. No, no, yeah. the comedian has gone out of his way to find out about your hometown. Yeah, I mean a lot of the times, obviously they have these these shows. They've performed them already hundreds of times. You know, so it's a. Uh, it's just going back to the same, to to a new theatre and doing the same jokes. Um, so it's, they always like to sort of uh, keep it alive and, and add stuff which is relative to the or you know relatable um, to the people locally. And then it gives them sort of uh, it keeps them on their toes and keeps them thinking. Keeps things fresh. Absolutely. Well, before we get into what else we can expect from the show tonight, our very own Michael Beldran got to speak to Dara. I have to admit, I'm a little bit jealous that he got the opportunity to do so. <laughs> so let's. Have it was a, going to be Michael, wasn't it? It was always going to be Michael. But let's have a listen to how that went. Well, look, it's very much a case of someone like Gibraltar reaching out to us because we wouldn't have been sure. We'd be sitting here going, Gibraltar, should we, shouldn't we? And then somebody says, no, we've got a cave here that you need to play. And if you can imagine, uh, there's a perfect balance between how excited I was by the cave and how unexcited my sound engineer, tour manager was by the, by the cave. I said, please, South Titan Tiger Mites are the perfect place 
to work out the, uh, the delicate balance of sound. So the, uh, and then I've spoken to another one, John Bishop and Jason Manford, all of whom have played the cave, as I will refer to repeatedly, I know it has a name, uh, but I know said it was, it was an experience not to be missed. And, I mean, when you go to somewhere that you haven't performed before, do you do some research beforehand to say, oh, maybe I can sort of poke fun at this or, or make a commentary on that? Ideally, yes. I mean, like, it's uh, usually I try to get out the day before and have a bit of a scoop around and have a look at things. You know, mm. the uh, that won't unfortunately happen here. I'll be over on the day of the first gig. But I suspect that a lot of it will be taken up talking about Gibraltar itself. The, uh, and talking, I do a lot of talking to people as well. So I will mm. base my impressions of Gibraltar entirely on whoever you have in the middle of the front row. So that's <laughs> an unfortunate ambassador, ambassador's role that they didn't take on themselves. And sometimes that yields amazing things. I was in Athens on this tour, first time I'd ever been in Athens, and I spoke to two people in the front row, which is a very small number, because one of them was called Thanos and the other was called Orpheus. And that meant oh you could make goodness. an entire world of Marvel, DC and ancient Greek literature, all from these <laughs> two guys. And it was, the whole thing came out of it. Then the following night, I was in Cyprus, and I said, oh, look, there's a guy in the front row. What's your name? Sid from Birmingham, now lives in Cyprus. And you're going, oh, no, that's not as good. <laughs> well, it sounds like it's going to be quite the night. Um, it's all happening at St. Michael's Cave uh, and it's happening on Friday and Saturday. Two showings at 7.30 and at 10.30 in the evening as well. That's going to be a raucous one, I think, as well on Saturday night. It is, and the interesting thing is, and only a few people have pointed this out, that Ireland play New Zealand in a Rugby World Cup quarterfinal sometime between show one and show two. <laughs> and, and I think that game, if this, we might be holding that one out for 10 minutes. <laughs> that might <laughs> We need to see what happens at the end. We just need to see how we just get the ball over the line and just make sure that that all works out and then we can start with a clear conscience. That's the thing. I think people would like me to be happy and content doing that. So, uh, yeah, look, it's going, to be, it's going to be fun. It's in a case. I'm going to be talking. Uh, it's going to be silly. It's, I'm looking forward to it enormously. First time, first time there, so it'll be great. Michael with Dan speaking yeah. to Irish comedian Dara O'Brien. Sounds like they hit it off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you think comedy, Marvel and Michael Butran yeah, all exactly. together is a say, is, uh, winning combination. You just need a, a bit of wrestling and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether he can incorporate that into his show. I'm, I'm sure he would. Sure he would. <laughs> uh, so, Jordan, you must have like a checklist no, of, of comedians that you want to bring over sooner or later to Gibraltar. Where does Dara rank in that checklist? Well, actually, you know, uh, it was uh, it, Dara came about because um, we always do these uh, sort of, um, we always send out emails asking people, you know, who do you want and who do you want and all that stuff. And, you know, I I had never really thought of, of bringing him over, but he came out really, really high. So sometimes it's interesting when you don't... So he wasn't uh, actually on your radar until you heard at people. All. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't at all um, yet. You know, uh, it sold really well and, and he was on everyone's, um, you know, on everyone's wish list as such. And people send me wish lists all the time. <laughs> uh, yes, Michael McIntyre is always the top of that wish list, I know. But um, so, yeah, so we get... People always feel like they need to tell me every single art, uh, you know, every single... Have comedian. you heard of? Yeah, and people show me... <laughs> You know, it's really funny because people always show me clips on 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 their phones like, you know, some random comedian from, I don't know, from Greece or something and that they find particularly funny. They're, oh, you're the naked train, you know? 
So people always constantly tell me, and uh, it needs to stand and watch. <laughs> and be like, oh, yeah, it's really funny. It's really funny. <laughs> I'll add it to the list. Yeah, but I'll work people on feel it. that they have to convince me that it's funny. Yeah. And they're like, tiene que ver. Look how funny this is. But, um, but yeah, you know, so it's always nice. And people like it. You know, comedy is, is something which Gibraltar didn't have much of, apart from the sort of the Janito um, comedies which happened in Jib every now and then. It wasn't something that happened very often. Uh, so we always had to wait for them. And that's very more specific, you know, for a local audience. So I think it was something that was lacking in, in, in Jib, you know, as a form of entertainment and just to have a good night. The timing in particular, I think, after the election is probably a magical timing <laughs> yeah. for you, you know, because well, yeah. people want this light relief after a really intense few yeah. weeks. They're probably looking forward to going and just laying their hair down and having a good laugh. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people will be tired <laughs> if they've been working. If they're civil but not too tired to laugh, yeah, not right? Not too tired to laugh. So they've got the whole day to rest and if not, they can come to the shows tomorrow. But um, but yeah, I think it's, I mean, the timing, I mean, couldn't have been any better, really. Uh, I mean, we obviously didn't know this in advance, uh, but um, but yeah, I think it's, it's going to provide a good, uh, and I think it's a good end to this whole. Uh, polit- I'm sure you you guys will all be super happy that this is ended, and no more do you have to sort of uh, do all these debates and sort of be listening to the same thing over and over again. So yeah, so it's uh, it's a good way to sort of uh, cut it there and uh, and start uh, start fresh. Well, because he's been so popular, and so many people have requested him. What do you think it is about his comedy that's made him so appealing? To so many, yeah, you, you know, I, I, it's it's always very, very strange because we've brought loads of different comedians now, no, and, and you always think, you know, Gibraltar is a, is a small place, so you think, well, will 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 people come to this one? Or will they not? And you know, nearly, I mean, I think all of them, are, you know, Alan Carr, uh, Sarah Millican, um, Jimmy Carr, uh, you know, they all get full, and, and and I don't know what it is. It's it's because obviously not everyone can, you know, comedy is quite specific, so you need to really like it to go and see it. You know, just going to ro- rock up to it. So so I don't know what it is. I think in Jib, just people like going to these things because it I don't think it happens probably in anywhere else in the world where you get such a big mix from such a small amount of people living here yet they they attend you know in large numbers like obviously we've sold out two shows for for Dara and we added this third one which uh, which still has tickets available but that's still a lot you know for Gibraltar you know 1600 tickets is a lot for a comedian in such a small space like Gibraltar so it is it's interesting that we have such a that people do re- respond so well and uh, they must find it funny because if not, they wouldn't come, obviously. Yeah, that's good news for you. Absolutely. <laughs> Shall we whet our appetite and just have a little listen to one of his let's jokes? Go, let's listen. I'm in the water. I let a little bit of water into the mask. A tiny bit goes up my nose and I panic like an eight-year-old child. I'm out of here. This is nonsense. This is not natural. What the hell am I doing down here? Fish? Who cares about fish? I don't want to see fish in their na- Give me on, on a plate in batter with chips. That's what I'll see fish, thank you very much. And I shot out of the water. I don't care how much nitrogen is trapped in my bloodstream. I need to get out of here now. I need to get to dry. I exploded out of the water like a dolphin, flung off the mask. Went, oh, thank God I'm alive. Yeah, so I actually had to edit that because there was a couple of swear words in yeah. there that I had to. Yeah. <laughs> so perhaps the shows aren't particularly family-friendly in that regard no, in terms no, of no, language. No, 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 they're not, yeah. definitely. Adult only. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's like uh, 16 and over, so um, yeah. <laughs> and, and one thing that I think all the comedians mention when they come here, and he did in his interview with Michael, another cave. He didn't even yeah. know what it was called, but just performing in a cave is such a unique selling point, isn't yeah. it? Is that what really, like, you know, yeah, makes them commit, to really? Yeah, we don't actually call it St. Michael's Cave. We just call it The Cave. So that, that's what it's known as. Do you want to perform in a cave? Yeah. There's no <laughs> exactly. magic carpet. Yeah, there's well, no exactly. genie. It's well, just a cave. There's, no, there's actually no dressing room. There's virtually no toilet either. Acoustics are yeah, a challenge. Everything is a challenge in that venue. So It's um, wet. It's dripping. Exactly. 
exactly. So when it, uh, everything I explained about it is all negatives in terms of uh, um, accessibility for everything as, as a normal show, you know, uh, because they're always asking, you know, something's for a fridge. They're like, nope, there's no fridge. There's no way to <laughs> to leave your stuff there. There's no dressing room. There's nothing. So it's always a bit of a nightmare. But I, I think it's it's created itself a bit of a name, you know, like all, as he mentioned in the interview, you know, uh, Jason Manf, and they all work with each other so often, you know, in all these um, shows in the UK that they, it's one of these venues that you don't just, it's not another theatre. You don't just, it's not another one that you just take off and you never speak about it again. It's one of these things where you go, oh, wait, wait, where were you this weekend? Oh, I, I performed in a cave. <laughs> and it's potentially a once-in-a-lifetime yeah, experience. Absolutely, and I think they really enjoy it. And when, when other comedians get together and, and they speak about it, it, it kind of stays sort of cemented in them. And they're like, oh, I, and if they haven't been, they're like, oh, let's let's find out about this cave thing. Well, let's see what it is. And they get a random email, you know, after they've met uh, Jason or they've met um, uh, Jimmy and they're like, oh, yeah, we, uh, Jimmy was telling us about this cave. Let's uh, let's try and make it happen, you know. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's I think the cave has become a, I mean, to be honest, the cave is really hard to work at. So, uh, I mean, for us as, as, a, as a promoters, it's always... So it's, it's a, got the pros and cons. It, it brings people yeah, in, but then you need to deal with the challenges yeah. whilst it's, they're it's, here. It's a no? challenge. You know, the cave obviously has a, a new refurb done and it's got these projectors in where we have to be very careful with them. And, you know, there's thousands of people going through the cave every day. So our equipment stays there. We have to be very careful, you know, that about people being around it. Um, and we only get the, the venue sort of like an hour before show starts. So 7.30 is when the show starts, but we don't get the cave sort of given over till like six o'clock. So we have like a very, very short time to sort of turn everything around, build everything quickly and get it all ready for, for the first show time at 7.30. So... So it's a, it's a massive challenge and also being when we're setting up in there, listening to that music every seven minutes, we need to listen to that show. Does <laughs> it great on you after, yeah, we, we also, after maybe yeah. the, the 10th or 12th time? <laughs> we, we also become, inadvertently, we become like tourist office um, people because every, or every single person asks us, like, oh, what's going on? Oh, what is it? Is that, what time is this? Where is it? Is there a toilet in here? So we, so we end up giving up loads of... Uh, <laughs> you should be hired by the tourist board I, as well. I know, we should, we should, we should, because everyone asks us like, constantly. You know? yeah. and we always make up names because uh, after a while we start to just say random names of who... So what's on tonight? We start saying, oh, it's Beyonce tonight. And everyone's like, oh, really? People <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all that keeps us going. <laughs> it's a little thing. Yeah, it? it's a little thing. Okay, so before we wrap up, Jordan, lots to look forward to over the next couple of days for you. But I know you're not going to give any names away, but in the ideal world, who would you say? I know Michael McIntyre, you said, is a very popular one that yeah. everyone asks for. But in the ideal world, who would you say are the top comedians that you'd love to bring over uh, uh, to Gibraltar Bridges, next? I think Kevin Bridges, we've tried many, many times. Uh, I think that would be great to bring him over. Um, I think Michael McIntyre, to be honest, really, I, I like... I think it's just one of these things that we're, you know, it's like one of the the artists that links with a lot of people in Gibraltar and people really, you know, as a as a comedian, he's very generic in, in, in his material as well. It's a bit cleaner material as well, which also helps. And I think it's just something with, which I think would do really, really well. We've tried, trust me, I've tried and I'm trying still to this day um, <laughs> to try and get them over. But uh but yeah, it's uh, it's work in progress. I think we'll make it happen, hopefully. Maybe in 2024, I hope we can make it happen. But uh, yeah, it all depends. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.